Welcome, you guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, hey. God is good. He loves us. What is it written? God is good to Israel. He is faithful to remember all of his promises to our father Abraham, Mary's son. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for everyone tuning in tonight with a tender heart, a softened heart. Softness of heart, Lord, I trade the heart of stone for a heart of flesh. It is written, this means not just one time softening your heart, but daily in order to receive. A lot of people, as they grow, they get stony hearts uh, as they get older. I'm not talking about growing spiritually, I'm talking about growing physically. It's not like they mature, they just get bigger. They just get older. That's not uh, beneficial whatsoever to the spirit. Oftentimes, the reason why there isn't a corresponding maturity of spirit coinciding the physical body also growing and getting bigger is because of stones of knowledge. We get lodged in the spirit, so it blocks the development of the inner man. The inner man that is undeveloped is developed in darkness. Let me say that again. An undeveloped, an untaught, an unbuilt-up spirit, an unedified spirit of the Word of God, a malnourished spirit, is actually nourished from the other side. It grows in darkness. I remember this one time, I was surrounded by these Freemason warlocks going to the gym, these Luciferian Clippeth Kabbalists, and they're just everywhere. You know, rich uh, American society, ruling class sorcerers of Babylon the Great and I was going in and I was around them and I went into an open vision in real time around this witch high-ranking daughter of the Eastern Star she had the Eastern Star necklace around her neck with diamonds and stuff and God showed me what her spirit looked like I mean you couldn't have made this up in a Hollywood horror movie it was the sickest most sickliest spirit it wasn't even a spirit anymore it was just all deformed and shrunken in and and black and and dark and ghastly and it, it looked just like it hell i mean it looked like it didn't look like a demon it looked like a human spirit who'd been sucked dry of every ounce of possible life and filled in with darkness to the point where there was such a sorrow in this witch's spirit and when I confronted her, and I was seen in real time, she began to say, I am that I am. <laughs> I am that I am. And I looked at her, and I'm like, well, first of all, it's a guttural voice coming out of, you know, a 65-year-old woman. <laughs> you know, that sounds more like a man's voice. But the spirit 
which was her demonic spirit. She was a demonic human being. This wasn't something you could just cast out. Her spirit had fully embraced hell. That's why a sorcerer resides in Tartarus, the lowest pit, lowest mm -hmm. pit in hell, because with knowledge they augur before Yadevave, so that their spirit man gets condensed darkness. Their very spirit becomes a demon, a human mm -hmm. demon, like the days of Noah. And so that's what God was showing me, how wicked some of these people are. And she began to say, I am that I am. And, you know, I'm coming out of prayer. I'm coming out of fasting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm coming in to, for the glory. I broadcast the glory of God every day. And I confront these people in our American first world society. And they are human demons. But the only way that stuff revealed itself to me and what looks like successful businessmen and successful uh, businesswomen in our society is by walking in the Shekinah glory. A lot of people back off from the glory because it begins to reveal everyone's heart around you. You begin to see your parents are full of demons. You're, the kids, the children, their eyes roll in the back of their head when you're walking this much glory. The grandma's walking down the street starts spitting at your feet and, you know, speaking in, in men's voices. And it's like, who wants to deal with this all the time? You know, you got to be literally so on fire for God to constantly face the demonic realities of our fallen world. But this is Joel's army. So welcome, everybody. And it's getting better. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the party. <laughs> it's a demon killing party. So armor up, buckwheat, and sharpen that sword. That's part of your boot camp buckwheat Malkut training. Get to the mountain. That's in Rick Joyner's final quest. What did they all need to do when the battle suddenly came upon them? And almost no one was prepared whatsoever for the battle that was coming. They thought that life on Malkut would just continue on as it's always been in the age of grace, common grace. You know, that's what the false teachers of this time are calling this it's the age of grace oh no mm -hmm. the the prophet Bob Jones who some of them claim to follow or have known or loved he said that this was coming to the end of the era of common grace Amen. and so what that means is it's time to be wearing the full armor of God sharpen the sword the sword of the spirit because whether we like it or not whether you like it or not the battle is coming like never before should we explain to the buckwheats what common grace is yes listen buckwheat army common grace means i cause the rain to rain on the just and the unjust when when common grace is removed the unjust get no rain simple as that they dry up and shrivel and go into a lake of fire that's exactly what it is. Yep. So that <laughs> time is at an end. But what did everyone need to do as soon as they came back wearing full armor after getting pummeled, a little pulverized? When they came back, some of them came back wearing full armor, and that was the first sign of encouragement that he saw. What did they need to do then? Get to the mountain! Get to the holy mountain. They were all believers, but none of them were on the mountain of God. We sing about the mountain of God. People teach and preach and write about the mountain of God. But how do you know that you're actually 
on the mountain of God. It's not a theology. It's not an idea. It's not just a vision. It's a spiritual, invisible location. And you need to be there, and you need to get there. What is that? It's the circumcision of Malkut. That is the holy mountain. Yeah. So that's just the beginning. You know, the very first rung is the base of the mountain. So you can't even ascend one rung without embracing the circumcision of heart. So restoring true apostolic order is restoring first century apostolic authority of the mountain of Zion. For Zion shall rule over Esau, Obadiah 121. So I believe that is the main verse in what the chief apostles are establishing over the earth from the heavenlies is Zion ruling over Esau. And you begin to see what that looks like as heaven begins to pour down to earth. It's a lot different than what Christians think. This ain't going to be kumbaya time in the sand. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, oh my gosh, after the golden calf, there's literally 10,000 snakes hanging off their necks, their arms, their legs, men, women, and children. If you read Torah, <laughs> you know, it's so explicit. You got to laugh about it today because, you know, you get so high in the glory on the top of the mountain. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is no mourning for the people down below. There's only warning. Listen, there's no mourning. There's, wa there's warning. From the mountaintop, we proclaim the commandment of God. So that there's no mourning. What did uh, Moses say to Aaron? Do not mourn your sons who brought strange fire before the ark. Throw them outside the camp to be eaten mm -hmm. by the foul birds. It is written. Hello? Mm -hmm. Leviticus 10. So you cannot mourn, but what you can do is warn. <laughs> and when you're warned, guess what happens? You should sprint for the circumcision of the base of the mountain. That's when you begin to deal with Malkut in your heart. Instead of the golden calf, which is selfishness of how you spend your money in the sand for self, me, myself, and I, and your like-minded little clique, it begins, it begins to be about Moses and Aaron and the 70 elders on the mountain that I'm a part of something bigger than my family. Listen, the family idolatry stuff will send you straight to hell. Okay? It's not acceptable to serve family. It's only acceptable to serve God. Repent. A lot of you still have a ton of family idolatry in you. Mm -hmm. That'll get you killed in the days ahead. You must learn to serve God's family. And when you do that, your family gets taken care of. But if you're only taking care of your family, they will be grossly neglected. In fact, that's being a terrible parent, a terrible mother, a terrible father. If you're only taking care of your family unit and not taking care of the needs of the father, mm -hmm. you've missed the mark in life. Mm -hmm. And I want to read a little bit of a snippet here because I know uh, many of you, you might already be familiar with The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. This is a true vision. Uh, this man, he is a friend of Jesus. And he was given these visions, these prophetic visions that were like vivid movies playing out that he was an interactive part of. When you're in a vision like that, you're literally, it feels like you're there, you're interacting with it, you can see it. It's depicting the spiritual realities. 
So you go through, it's like well, being in, a, like if you're watching a movie, but being a character in the movie, but it feels real. There's no stage, there's no set. It just, everything is interactive and you see the vision. Right, these are powerful. Usually when a vision comes like that, it's for a corporate body word. And this was a very important word uh, that God gave through this man of God who wrote this book. And it did reach me and touch me at a critical time in my life. And I believe it's reached uh, many of you. If you've read that book, you know how powerful that can be. So if you don't know the spiritual situation, what's going on, Highly recommend, uh, we highly recommend this book. It's The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. You can find it on Amazon, on Kindle, or you can order it uh, to your house any, anywhere online. You're going to find that pretty easily. But let's look at this, just a brief look. How do you know which army you're actually in? Because all of the enemy armies call themselves Christians, and everyone in the enemy armies thinks they're being Christians. And how do you know when you switch from one to the other? Mm. Uh, just like Ichabod, when the glory departs, people don't realize it. When people go into enemy captivity, they don't realize it. <laughs> so you will know because of the fruit. So let's take a look at the fruit of the enemy armies. So that way, just in case you're tuning in, wouldn't you want to know? <laughs> okay, what if the truth was so horrible that you had gone into captivity all of a sudden, and that's the reason for the bad fruit? Isn't that something? In every single book of the Final Quest series, uh, the Torch and the Sword, the Call, the Final Quest, the only enemies in the trilogy of the Final Quest are Christians. Right, and so if the truth about your life was so horrible and that was true of your life, would, ask yourself this question. Would you want to know the truth or would you want to keep sleeping? It's basically the red pill versus blue pill you know, if Morpheus is standing there, do you really want to know what the Matrix actually is? Do you really want to know what's going on, or do you want to stay sleeping in the dust of the earth because you can't handle the Then they the bring truth? out the big needle, <laughs> and they have to suck the bugs out of you. That's the first circumcision. Hallelujah. Amen. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's take a look at the fruit, so that way we can apply it with a clear mind and if you notice that the names of the divisions of the enemies have to do with the fruit that you see in your own life understand you might be acting in the enemy army even if you have a good intention or maybe at one point all of their uh, most of their divisions at one point they were serving in the military the army of god but at what point did the enemy take them into captivity let's take mm. a look Chapter 1, the hordes of hell are marching. The <laughs> demonic enemy was so large mm. that it stretched as far as I could see. It was separated into divisions, with each carrying a different banner. The foremost divisions, front lines enemy army, ready? Mm -hmm. Here's how to know if you're in the front lines of the enemy army, even if you started in the spirit. The foremost divisions marched under the banners of pride self-righteousness respectability self selfish ambition unrighteous judgment and here's a big one jealousy mm. if those are fruits in your life you are you have transferred from being in the army you could have been the front lines army of god but guess what yep 
You're at the front foremost division of the enemy army, thinking that you're serving God. So let the fear of the Lord just come upon your soul. If that is you, understand, you might have had good intentions, you might have started off in the spirit, you might have had past experiences that were real with God. You might have been a champion in the previous age. But what we're noticing is even the champions of the church age, when it comes to the elite enemies at the end of the valley, the final bosses at the end of the valley, they tremble. They go into hiding. When we went cosmic and that pressure came upon people who were bold and courageous and fearless and battled, people, champions in the drunken glory that, that we knew that were fearless to stand against, even some people who were who would be demon-possessed to the point where principalities would occasionally hop in their bodies mm -hmm. and come to attack. They would be fearless and brave and bold, get terrified, and would be messaging me, I don't think I can handle the front lines anymore. <laughs> and you know, that's okay. That's okay, because what's going on in the cosmos, look at the measurements. When you're looking at the map of the world, it's a 1,000 increase in glory. Well, what is it in the clippeth? It's a 1,000 increase of demonic power. Mm -hmm. So if the ultimate enemy that most people in the valley, if you read the valley by Rick Joyner, Enoch and Elijah showed up to talk to them about how they were not ready to even face Jezebel yet. Mm -hmm. That they had to get, the, what, the top leaders of the church age are not even ready yet to face the enemy at the the <laughs> climax of the battle in the valley, in the which valley. is Malkut. True, absolutely true. Do you understand that at the top of the tenth week, in the second heavens, every week is a thousandfold increase of power and glory. Mm. Five hundred into the sun, and five hundred over the sun. That's one thousand. Is one thousand per week. So, do you understand that the enemies that have had to face in the top of the 10th week of righteousness are an accurate measurement 10,000 times more powerful than Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And by the grace of God, we're still alive. <laughs> Amen. It's the grace of God and his angel armies who well, have charge you know over what? us. Because greater is he who's in you than he who's <laughs> in the world. Amen. And he who's in the second heavens, the in the world? worlds. <laughs> I was saying that when you said that, in the worlds. Cosmos. So if, you know, when you're beginning to go cosmic and you see what the potential horrors are of the enemy, there is compassion, there is grace for you. But understand, those fruits of the forefront of the enemy army cannot remain if you want to be a cosmic warrior if you want to be one who is a follower of the ascended christ mm -hmm. his death his burial his resurrection we don't stop there we follow him into his ascent so since 99.999999 percent of all believers in jesus christ are in the valley which is earth right now under jezebel and under the joker spirit the joker principality which is a mocking Spirit. It's like the court jesters around the false bride of Christ when Anna Roundtree goes into the belly of the red dragon on the back of the great white eagle Jesus Christ. I mean, heaven awaits the bride. 
the Joker spirit surrounded the false bride. That's the mocking of the Clippeth Christians. Guys, I'll tell you now, a lot of the people I started out with in drunken glory in 2008, 2009, 2010, making videos with, um, touching tens of thousands of people, we actually, when we first launched out in media ministry in 2008, it came out of the Lakeland, Florida outpouring with uh, Todd Bentley. And Todd Bentley had fallen, and he was, you know, drinking alcohol and having sex with his secretary. And it was, it was ugly, it was gross. He lost Fresh Fire Ministries. We came out and tried to cover him, and he got restored through Bill Johnson and Rick Joyner. And now he's back in full-time ministry because God is gracious. But I'll tell you, during that time when the drunken glory began to expand out of the Lakeland Revival on God TV. It changed the whole world, okay? Uh, we began to see persecution in America on a level we have never seen before since 1776, okay? Ever. Where we watched people begin to ta attack us, the leaders of the Florida Revival. Not all of them, but most of them. And most of the people involved in the glory stream in the charismatic church, we watched the comments go past 3,000 and we learned how many comments it takes on a video to reset them back to zero because there was that many negative comments coming from people out of the Florida outpouring and the charismatic church towards the next move of God, which was the mm -hmm. drunken glory movement that began in 2008 that I was leading with several other ministers and oh my gosh I tell you what happened was brutal warfare we began to see visions of people falling off balconies uh, mating with dragons and getting into gross heresy started drinking alcohol the devil started to pick out everyone after that because the persecution the attack of these principalities was so horrendous almost all of them were eaten up in fact there isn't anyone really standing and making progress since that 2008 uh, except red letter ministries that really advanced into something further the ones that stuck around are now operating in that clown spirit are operating what I mean stuck around, they stayed at that same level and they didn't progress with the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And they stayed. You need to understand this now because you can't go back 20 years to the Florida outpouring. You need to be a part of what the cloud and the pillar are doing today. If you digress back into that old moves of God, you are eating the maggots of stale bread most of these leaders have gone from being front lines. They were so on fire, so sincere. It was so holy. Guys, it was the standard of Christianity in the whole universe. But they did not continue walking forward. They got into weird, weird stuff. And a lot of them are now trying to save the fallen angels. A lot of them are under the principalities. A lot of them are ascending through astral projection outside of the sheep gate. No circumcision in any of their teachings. There's no discipline. It's all false love. It's all principalities. Guys, in that mocking joker spirit that runs rampant in those groups, that mocks 
all of the discipline that mocks the chastisement and the severity and they'll just say oh have a drink bro or you're just too serious and no Brandon got religious and and all of the the things that come against a person that grows in Christ that doesn't stay the same you and I tell you the truth when you advance that quickly the the stuff of the previous moves gets exposed that much faster. The ages accelerate. I remember being about around the prophets that were really cutting-edge prophets, and they'd say, an age used to be a thousand years. Now an age is like a year because of the acceleration of the glory of God of the eternities coming down because of the sons of God rising and going up. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is now because they're still in the same rut or the same place that they were 20 years ago, which was not promised land. It's so gross, the darkness, so deceptive, the principality involvement, they're no longer even serving Christ at all. But the the ridiculous thing is they don't even realize it because the ages of acceleration have excelled so exceedingly by the rising of Mount Zion that the ones in the wilderness, in the sand, under the principalities, are the most unaware of it now of any generation in history, like it was in the days of Noah. We've never seen rain. It'll never rain. It's always been perfect weather. And then suddenly it started to rain, but it was too late, meaning that they got complacent in the resurrection of the dead. There will be a resurrection of the living and the dead, which means everyone gets that blessing of God's reign coming down so they don't even know that they're in wrong standing mm-hmm. with God until those that were inwardly transforming and rising come to the place of maturity like Noah, raise a standard and bring judgment. That's the resurrection of the dead. Do you realize the dead are raised in Christ for eternal damnation, Jesus Christ taught in the red letters. Which means if you have not allowed the glory to change the inner person for Zion to be formed in you, for Christ Jesus to be formed in you through circumcisions, and you've been only enjoying it carnally with your flesh, the the more you've enjoyed the glory outwardly, but it hasn't been formed inwardly, the more you've been a part of the resurrection of the dead. Mm -hmm. And that is where so many people of the drunken glory movement that did not get into really the, what, God, what God was doing and strict holiness and moving with the Spirit into, into new areas and challenging yourself, but you just, you always want to drink wine and it's always got to be about how you feel and it's always got to be about joy. Nothing wrong with joy. As long as it's used to energize your spirit for service and not prostituted mm-hmm. so that you just feel a certain way in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Joy you know, without repentance. Yeah. Because that, that means if you're experiencing joy and it's about seeking the joy and it's about seeking the bliss and it's about seeking the drunken glory, but it's not about the development of the Spirit through the, the ladder, Jacob's letter, John one fifty one. that means all of it is vanity chasing after the wind, that you have no actual sustenance in your spirit. So when the judgment is raised and there's no anchor inside your soul to Christ's throne, you will be absolutely obliterated. That's why you have to embrace the mark of the new covenant, which is circumcision of heart and mind. And if you don't do that, when the floods of glory come, you'll have nothing to stay in the world with. Mm -hmm. As it's written, two will be grinding at the mill. 
one taken, one remains. Two be lying in bed, that's husband and wife. One is taken, one remains. Who was taken in the days of Noah? Red letters of Jesus Christ. Only the wicked were taken away. So there is no rapture, only crapture. But they're both confident that they're in right standing with God. They're both Christians. They both go to church. They probably both speak in tongues. One changed inwardly, so they remain, for the righteous shall inherit the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth, mm-hmm. it is written. But the one who did not transform inwardly is washed away into the mm-hmm. lake of fire forever. That is what is written in the gospel. Yeah, those are those people in the New Testament where it talks about those who have tasted of the power of the age that is to come. A taste of the power of the age that is to come, the smallest taste of that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Because that was a hundred years ago, right? That started a hundred years ago, that was revived. The return of the Ruah, right? The baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKadosh, which gave you that additional soul. I'll give you a new heart and I'll fill them with my Ruah, my Ruach HaKadosh. So what is that? If you've tasted of the power, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit is when you begin to operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, those gifts are without repentance, which means if that Ichabod happens, a glory departs, We've already talked about this. Number one, you're not going to realize it. If the glory departs from your life, Mm. you will not realize it. You will not realize it. (laughs) So check. How are you going to know if the glory departs? Because, you know, why don't they realize it? Because the signs and the wonders usually stay. The power usually stays. You know, sometimes it does not. But the gifts of the Spirit are without repentance. God gives those gifts whether or not you are faithful You know, he just gave you the gift. He doesn't really take back the gifts, but he might take back his spirit. So if the form, let's say you have a vessel or a vase, and on the inside you put water, and let's say that water is the living water of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Now let's say the vessel that you're holding is a gift of the Spirit, like praying in tongues. Did you know praying in tongues is an irrevocable gift? Which means, if Ichabod, the glory departs, you get to that point where you grieve the Holy Spirit continuously. You know, Catherine Kuhlman would often say in her meetings, a lot of you pray in tongues, but you don't pray in the Spirit. That's what she'd say. So a lot of people pray in tongues in the Jezebel spirit. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, God's never going to, oh, well, he'll never leave me or forsake me. Here's the thing, no one can take you out of his hands, but you can walk away from him and forsake him anytime you want. That's your free will. So when you've walked away, you know, that's when he departs, is when you've really, you've walked away. Of course, oh, he's coming after me. He's, he's always, you know, there is a point that God hands people over, as we see in the New Testament, for the destruction of their flesh. Why does God do that? How is that merciful and compassionate? Why do bad things happen to good people? The goodness of human nature is not as good as people think it is. There's nothing good about human nature. Even the best of the wicked is not acceptable as true love before God. So what's more important to God? If someone has to go through the school of hard knocks, He doesn't prefer that. 
he'd rather everything be perfect on earth as it is in heaven and he never had to be that severe with you but why is he like that because he would rather have you disciplined chastised and in a worst case scenario punished and handed over for the destruction of your flesh why why is that compassionate and merciful do you ever think about that because if the flesh is touched and there's a suffering there there's a greater chance that that person will repent from the demons if your soul you gotta belongs punish to demons, the natural realm yep if, the greatest mercy when you're totally mm -hmm. deceived about everything which every christian is that doesn't have circumcision the greatest mercy you can give them is punishing their natural realm to try to get them back in line oh my goodness yep. Because when people are deceived and they've really sold their souls to the demons, thinking that they're being perfect Christians, do you think that breaks the Father's heart? Of course it does. How many tears do you think he's cried over the lost sheep of Israel who started out in the Spirit and he remembers when he brought you out of Egypt, you loved him so much and you would do anything for him and you're so on fire for him and then now what? Just like a prostitute to every unclean spirit? hunting down the children of God to try and steal their light and their gifts and their destiny and just being, what was it, in the army of the enemy, which we just read here was being jealous of other Christians, selfish ambition, that'll get you killed in the valley, prideful, unrighteous judgment, and all these, he said, there were many more of these evil divisions beyond my scope of vision, but those in the vanguard of this terrible horde from hell seem to be the most powerful. So because all of a sudden now it's about power, I just got to be stronger than the other Christians so they don't take me out. It's going to be mm -hmm. me or them. Yeah. It's, you know, PvP. Hunters. We Hunters. Call it Nimrod hunting. Yep. That's the Christianity of Esau. Right. It's right. not Israel. It's Esau. Edomites. Yep. Edomites. It's uncircumcision. Amen. Okay. And so this terrible horde from hell seemed to be the most powerful. The leader of this army was the accuser of the brethren, brethren himself. The weapons carried by this horde were also named, the swords were named intimidation, the spears were named treachery, and the arrows were named accusation. If you accuse someone in your heart, when you see the accuser spirit, accusation, gossip, slander, fault finding, you ever just look at your leaders and just fault find and see all their sins and you think when you think about people you only think about their mm. negative traits you're thinking about their sin every time you think about your spouse or your apostle or your prophet so that or means your friends, that person's in the vanguard of, of the satan's, satan's army. army if you have those Hello. kind of thoughts all the time your emotions that's what you think like they think you're they're in, in the vanguard army. of the lord's army but their anointing is mm -hmm. the urine of the demon you could watch this show every single day truth anyhow and still be the vanguard <laughs> of Type satan's that in the army if that's you our enemy army's anointing is like, the urine of the demon yeah and people like drinking the river oh, drinking the anointing the drunk in the anointing <laughs> and at that demon point urine. demon piss demon drunk, piss drunk, ministries drunk on demon urine ministries and they're and then they go out and call <laughs> it like joy the joy fest and the joy festivals and yeah, drunken glory demon piss will get you pissed yeah <laughs> They're literally drinking uh, yeah, urine. You can tell because when you come at the glory, they get pissed at you. <laughs> mm. It's true. So we have accusation, gossip, slander, fault finding. And there are scouts and smaller companies of demons with, with such names as rejection, 
bitterness, impatience, unforgiveness, and lust were sent in advance of the army to prepare for the main attack. So when you're bearing those fruit, you're a forerunner for Satan. Mm -hmm. When you are manifesting the fruit of rejection, bitterness, impatience, unforgiveness, and lust, you are a forerunner, uh, a forward observer of Satan's uh, v primary vanguard. That's right. And so, and I'm saying this with a lot of love because I, you know, I don't know if you know my story, but I actually used to be at the head of Satan's army when I was in darkness. Uh, we were praying. Yeah, the devil visited yeah. her twice. Three and, times. And made yeah. her an offer like Taylor Swift. Yeah, all kinds of offers. And, and she said no. And then I had all kinds of other, you know, principalities that would come to me and make me offers, and they would—they thought I was crazy, because they saw the potential of my spirit, and they saw how I wanted to defend the children of God. This is after I made my conversion into light, and again, when I was really deceived, when I was at the head of the vanguard of Satan's army, I didn't know it. I was confused about a lot of things. You're living in a realm of emotion, but God gave me the clarity when He pulled me out and rescued me I still talked to God I still prayed every day he showed you the yeah. whole pyramid of Mount Esau yeah so I mean my uh, time in hell <laughs> my time in hell <laughs> it wasn't fun <laughs> there's yeah. a memoir book or something mm. my time in hell I I experienced hell from the um, in the invisible realm all the way from the underground the bottom of the pyramid which was uh, like That's really good wisdom, you guys. Yeah. That Esau's mm. mountains are pyramids mm -hmm. because they're man-made structures. Come on. Isn't there a Bible verse that comes to mind where it talks about like Egypt and Sodom? Oh yeah, yeah. That's about, Revelation. Yeah, and so the Sodom, where it's at the base of the pyramid, and then to the top, the Egyptian white magic, and so I saw everything inside the pyramid, from the lower lowest levels, up to you know the 33 degree ascension. Of Luciferian false light uh, to the captivity of my star that was being harnessed for you know Satan's agenda in the world and I know this is it was so bizarre you know when you're going through something like that there's a part like there was a part of me that honestly truly did love God and that's why I'm alive today <laughs> God had compassion on me he said I'm gonna rescue you I'm gonna get you out uh, so there was a series of things that had to happen that was ordained and arranged by God to rescue me out of that. But when you get into those realms, it starts off as Christianity. And then there's a little compromise or uh, something that pretends to be of God. All that stuff we just read about, that negative fruit. And you end up thinking that you are a Christian doing God's will and you're literally at the forefront of the enemy army. I've uh, been there and done that, and it's not just, you know, my opinion. It's important to expose yeah. this for all of you. Don't think yeah. any of you at the sound of our voices tonight are exempt from this. I don't think we have anyone watching that hasn't Here, let me just This is so critical that you get this, because yeah. the enemy will constantly tempt you in everything that we're describing tonight. So it's not like you've overcome mm -hmm. that. You constantly face it and overcome it every mm -hmm. day. And until you have higher rungs and circumcisions, as, as it's written, mm. take heed that you stand lest you fall, because in this life you can fall mm. from any level on the mountain. Okay, that's final quest, but take heed that you stand and there, so you don't fall, which means make sure 
that your your heart is saying no to all the things we're describing every day. Otherwise, just by simply being in maintenance mode, mm -hmm. you'll be pulled away by the bombardment of temptation of everything that we're teaching tonight. That's true. You can't just go into autopilot complacency, lukewarm, you know, temptations. That's when it gets dangerous. You want to be on fire. These arrows are flying. And Rick Joyner is, is describing that even on the top of the mountain, when you thought you were safe mm -hmm. from the armies below in the sand, there were all kinds of mm -hmm. birds defecating on people on the mountain to get them to mm -hmm. slide down. Yep. So they began to have to hold their shields over their heads and p dig their swords into the mountain to not slip down the mountain because of the defecation mm -hmm. of the flying demons mm -hmm. overhead. And if that isn't your reality right now, you don't know what's going on because in the valley, you are completely covered with demons urinating and defecating on you constantly until you beeline it for the mountain and learn how to use Get the washed. full armor of God in your invisible person of the heart. And th that's by obedience, only through mm -hmm. obedience to the commandment from the mountain from the Lord Jesus Christ and his apostles, his apostolic government. If you are not taking seriously apostolic commandment and apostolic authority, you have zero chance of overcoming the demons. You will be in the valley. You begin to get so drenched by sin and temptation and wrongdoing and angels of light that deceive and the dazzling demons. You'll be completely gone in no time. I have watched 10,000 times 10,000 of his unholy ones before we get mm -hmm. the 10,000 times 10,000 of his holy ones. I have told, I tell you the truth. In the last 24 years since I've been born again, I have seen tens of thousands of unholy ones of people just constantly taken out by the enemy. There were 22 of us that came out of Minnesota Teen Challenge into North Central University Bible College to become pastors and full-time ministers. 21 were destroyed the first year, and I was the only one that made it 365 days mm -hmm. after Teen Challenge. They all went into drugs and alcohol and got seven times worse. And I have seen that every single wave of the enemy mm -hmm. uh, trying to obliterate this generation by constant bombardment of sex, drugs, and rock and roll and unrighteous dancing. And you can mock these things, but that's really where it started. It started with like, oh, let's just have a, a, a beer or a glass of wine. And next thing you know, you're going to the nightclubs and fornicating and, you know, sodomizing. And it just goes down a downward spiral. And it started just with a sip of beer. So, I mean, the holiness now in Joel's army to not touch a drop of alcohol, that mm -hmm. is the gateway. If you guys look back and you're honest with your past and your childhood and your teenage years, your college mm -hmm. years or whatever... Every single one of you would say alcohol mm -hmm. was the gateway to yep. all the rebellion that destroyed my life and tried to take me out. Because in the book of Joel, the only sin that's preached against is mm -hmm. alcohol. Okay, why is that? Because that's the gateway against the most anointed generation, which is this Joel's army that is called to fulfill mm -hmm. the prophecy of Daniel 12, righteousness as stars in the heavens forever. Alcohol keeps you on earth under the defecation and urination of the demons, never fulfilling mm -hmm. any of your destiny. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have to be only on the Holy Spirit and no alcohol. And mm -hmm. don't talk to me about a little alcohol for your belly because of your constant sickness to Timothy and Apostle Paul. 
that was Advil 2,000 years ago in mm -hmm. ancient times. They didn't yeah. have Tylenol or Advil, mm -hmm. okay? That was the medicine for mm -hmm. sickness. You need Pepto-Bismol. Amen. <laughs> Not exactly. alcohol. Exactly. Come on. We so, need some common sense. Common sense, yeah. You know, it's crazy what people get into. But you know what's really encouraging is this generation... If you notice, the trend is alcohol is not being glamorized as much anymore. They're actually having to uh, really work hard to glamorize it, and they're spending a lot more money on advertisements and things like that. You notice uh, these, this younger generation, they don't really want alcohol because why? It's been exposed. Most people, even just normal kind of, like you're getting into maybe being like a little woke or a little awakening or a little bit, tiny bit of spirituality, they're all realizing uh, uh, through social media and sharing information, hey, alcohol lowers your vibration. <laughs> now, Christians don't run off and get scared by that. What does that mean? The highest vibration of the highest energy, which is healing energy, is the love of Jesus Christ, right? What do we mean by the vibration? Everything that is anything, mm. like this uh, bottle of water, uh, these clothes that we're plastic wearing. Plastic is a real low vibration. Plastic is a low vibration. But this angel water from a mountain is high but vibration. But the water on the inside is pretty good. high vibration yeah. for sure. So, so when I was in university, we had this uh, kind of demonstration where they brought in all these different substances of different kinds. And we got to measure their wavelength, their color. There was a special device they would use that we could actually, uh, looking through a certain uh, device that we had, that each one of us could have, they, they were able to buy these and provide them. We could see the color and the wavelength. So when you have wavelength, you have frequency, you have vibration, you have all these different associations uh, with every element. So each element in all of creation has that. It's got wavelengths, you can measure the wave, measure the wave, <laughs> mm. you know, measure the wave. The color, mm -hmm. it could be invisible color, and it has light, Angels it has with energy. Angels measuring rods for measuring the wave. Yeah, and so you could literally measure it. And what they told us, and what they taught us is, it's not possible with the devices that we have currently, and this was a while back, uh, it's not possible with those, this measurement, but if this, uh, this uh, tool, if th this measurement device that we're looking at individual elements, if you could look at your own human body and measure that, every person would have a unique measurement, frequency, color, all of those things in the individual elements. If you could possibly measure that for each individual human, you would have basically your own fingerprint mm -hmm. of that energy your light. and that light. Yeah, that. And so when you get into the life of Christ within you, you actually walk in his energy and wavelength. Mm -hmm. You begin to match his and his is the highest. Mm -hmm. His is the greatest. And he never uses it in anger. He never uses it in lust. He never uses it in jealousy. He never uses it in unrighteous judgment. He never uses it in accusation. He never uses, you know, all the wrong accusation. He never uses it in all of those things we read, bitterness and strife, all the things of the enemy. He never uses it in any of that. So he's all powerful, but he never uses it in anger. He calls himself a star in Revelation mm -hmm. 22. In the red letters of Revelation 22, he says, I am the bright morning star. Morning star uh, is symbolic of Yasad the moon because he's the closest and most perfect reflection of the Father. Come on, and that's your calling as well. Amen. 
And so what we're finding and what people are finding is that alcohol lowers your vibration. What does that mean? The vibration, energy, light, your shield, your invisible shield of defense is made up of light, invisible light. It's your connection to Christ within you, the hope of realizing the Shekinah glory. So when you realize, you place your hand on your spirit, your spirit mm. is your wind, mm -hmm. right? You're right on your belly, your upper belly there, your abdomen. Just turn to your neighbor and knock the wind out of him. There's your spirit. There you go. <laughs> what, 23 grams or 21 grams? Yep. That's so much you can actually weigh a person's spirit when they die. Every person who dies loses a measurable amount of grams in weight because your spirit it can be measured in the natural dimension with our current technology. Mm -hmm. But the real measurement is when you stand before Jesus Christ at the gates of heaven and to see what kind of substance you put into your spirit, what your God was. You just want to make sure it was him so you can go right through the double doors of his heart to be with your mm -hmm. father. Amen. Amen. So why would you not want to drink alcohol if it lowers your vibration it lowers your shield and so what they do is they tempt you and say oh it's fine nothing bad is going to happen see just a little here a little there you know just a little bit of alcohol and then next thing you know your shield and defenses are weakened and then they come to swarm and attack you and steal and kill or trick you into this whole entire false life path that you're not even supposed to be on anything crazy that they do so what are you going to do to strengthen your shield strengthened your connection to Shekinah, mm. which means your mind needs to be renewed to the spirit. The sp be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You put to death the carnal thinking, the mm -hmm. carnal brain, right? How do you know this thing is wrong about everything? Look at any NBA basketball player. Just mm -hmm. tune in and watch a good game of basketball. Mm -hmm. And go buy you a pair of Jordans <laughs> yeah. and enjoy the glory. But watch, on the, watch the free throws. See who has a good free throw and who doesn't. You can tell every time when it's like, you know, they usually, they, they usually get it. Like this guy always, I always, always enjoyed gets it. watching Shaquille O'Neal shoot free throws. I mean, like, you know, you think a professional basketball player could make a free throw, not Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I mean, it was just brick city every single time. I come, it was, you know, it's hard watching him. Shoot yeah. free throws his oh, whole career, but that's rough. It's still sorry, one of the man. best. Love you, Shaquille. Yeah. So you know when someone is usually gonna make those free throws, or who, what's the difference between the people who really just nothing but net every time? Mm. They're in the zone. What's the zone? Is it just an imaginary thing? No, it works in reality. How do you know the zone is real? Because it works in in real life marketplace. What's the that's the marketplace for them. They're professional athletes. That's their marketplace. That's their job. That's their business. So, how do you know that the zone you're in the zone, mm -hmm. you're in the flow, you're you're connecting nothing into your net. spirit. Yeah, nothing, nothing but, but net. nothing but net. Nothing yeah. but net. But when do they mess up the free throws? Every single time, you guys, you you can watch it on TV. It's when they get in their head. Mm. That's why the other players try to psych them they out. They get out of their spirit into their head. They get in their head. Because when you overthink it, you're gonna, it's going to be a brick. And it's like that in everything you do. Your intuition that God gave you is going to be right. It's that gut feeling. How many times have you ever heard anyone ever say, 
oh, I wish I hadn't listened to my gut feeling. No, they always say, I knew it. My gut told me, but I didn't listen. That's your spirit. All this stuff about the gut, the Lord just said, tell them a mystery. This was one of these mysteries, guys, that was so mind-blowing. Your diaphragm is the connection to Yasad the moon. Every single one of you, through your diaphragm, is the potential to connecting to the moon. Literally, the Mm -hmm. moon spiritually and naturally. And through the moon, you can progress through Mm -hmm. the stars. Right, because it's written, every breath is from the Lord. Every breath is from YHVH. So when you draw your breath from the Lord, you choose every breath, every moment, every day, what spirit you're going to be of. Let's type that in the comments. My diaphragm is a connection to the moon. That's (laughs) absolutely biblical and the truth anyhow. Yep, the lamb is the lamp, and the light of the moon will be shining mm-hmm. as bright as the light of the sun mm-hmm. in those days. In the, the sun seven times brighter, and the moon will shine as the sun, Isaiah says. Whew, it's so nice. Think about the Father as the Son in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And Jesus saying, he'll be the moon, the Father be the Son. Hello? That is the real purpose of coming out of the natural dimension of the beast of Revelation 19 Mm. into the morning star. Job says, and the morning stars rejoice in the heavenlies. Mm. This is you coming into the heavenlies through Jesus Christ opening the gate, which is your diaphragm, your spiritual heart, to begin to ascend Jacob's ladder, which is moon and sun and stars, the government of day. God's people have always been the government of the heavens over the earth. The issue is we have a backslidden Christian people right now who haven't risen up into their inheritance because they're not taught correctly. They're like sheep without a shepherd. The shepherds don't really understand anything about the wisdom of the Old Testament and fulfilling Tanakh and and what even the New Testament is. I have not come to do away with Allah but to fulfill it. Guys, and then instead of fulfilling it in what it actually is, becoming divine cosmic government and righteousness and star government, star Jerusalem, cosmic Jerusalem, it turns into just this new covenant of apostasy. And so Mm -hmm. we have to deal with the church being in the wilderness. She will Mm -hmm. come out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved. Okay. Wow. So I want to go through some notes here because this kind of ties in together with what you just said about Revelation 19 and what we just talked about being in your spirit and also upping your shield because some of you, you're going to need a stronger and better shield this year. Mm. Uh, just an account of the war that's raging in the heavens. It's coming to, coming to a Malkut near you. It's a good time to the get off The faith that we are describing, understanding the apostolic faith, means that your spirit man is able to cover your natural man. Yeah. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory to put on the armor of glory called the armor of light. Mm-hmm. Without that armor of light, you are naked in the garden. Yeah. Woo! So how this works, it's like this energy stasis field. The spirit is invisible light, but it's actually, it, it's not a figment of imagination. It's actually invisible mm. light. Amen. It's physical invisible. It just means, so in this temporal realm, just because, okay, so like this, again, physical object. 99% of the universe is yeah. invisible. Right. Scientists have said 99% yeah. of our universe is invisible. Yep, so this is invisible, and since I'm, so this is the world of Isaiah. 
that we're living in. <laughs> Malkut of Isaiah on the outside, physical realm. That's before you're breaking through that barrier of the invisible realm, space-time, the realm of the angels, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're kind of aware, you might not even be aware of your angels, but some of you are because you got to be sensitive. You got to be a little bit more sensitive to your angels. And then you start to realize, oh, there's angels and demons trying to get my attention, mm -hmm. right? So you want to go with the holy angels every time. Demons want you sleeping and not yep. being spiritual. Sleeping and creeping. That's what they're doing. Angels <laughs> trying to wake you up to be the most spiritual people in the world. But let's say, so this is me in my physical body holding a physical object, right? So let's talk about one of these, like one of these angels here in the room. <laughs> like we have an angel, which one are, can I get an angel volunteer yeah, for the demonstration? Legions. So many angels. Of the good kind. So luckily there's one right here. Okay, so this angel right over here, <laughs> if he's an invisible angel, <laughs> if he was holding an invisible orb or an invisible sword, do you think his sword is not real? Demons bleed and die when he cut, <laughs> there he goes, he flashed the sword. I he flashed the sword, yes. Demons. Whoa, I just saw a little. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Air time. This is yes. for real, man. I, there, well, I'm here to I can see the things right now. bubbling up. I love the angels. They're a gift from mm, God. Everyone's there. a catcher. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> there it goes again. So when this angel flat. Oh. <laughs> I can't whack now. Here's the thing, if you go up in the cosmos, you're going to get more whacked. Trust me, when I see this guy Listen. completely obliterated in the glory, out of his mind, drunk in the glory, in the Sephirot, it is far more glory, or what they call it, like, whack, they, than anyone in any Man, of those festivals. And there's total revival those, on this rung, yeah. but there's only one person here. But what you get and you see here is usually what you need, which is just instruction, training, correction, rebuke, discipleship. Because when you embrace that, then your your nefesh gets the overflow of your spirit, man. So anyway, this angel, when he uses his physical invisible sword, mm. demons bleed and die. Good. And that's what we saw another flash. Yeah, I like that. That's what we like. Yeah, we like them. Amen. Amen. We honor the angels. Glory. We honor. We're just also really grateful for their presence here. So mm. with my physical body, I'm holding a physical object. That's because this is the world my physical body is in. So their invisible bodies, are they here with us in the room? Yes. Are my eyes, our eyes are a little bit renewed to be able to see a little bit of the invisible <laughs> world. Yes, you can do that. And we have training on it. If you want your eyes open so you can start seeing angels, mm. you might see some demons too. So prepare yourself yeah. with the word and the shield. There'll be some ugly take coming the out of you. Get ready. Take, <laughs> take the... <laughs> yep, put on your depends. <laughs> Depend on the Lord. <laughs> Put on your depends ministry. Better than drinking demon urine. Amen. Mm -hmm. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Carry one of those airline puke buckets in oh your purses God. or something. Oh, God. You'd oh. You'd oh. be driving oh. down the road oh. and you'd be listening to some Joel's bar and just be Woo! like, somebody did get a projectile. Was it last month or a couple weeks ago? Somebody did projectile vomit because there was so much mm -hmm. deliverance. Hey, you know what? Good. How many times yeah, did you spend fruit. at the. <laughs> The, uh, the porcelain altar of the toilet in your college days, if you got it. Average person spends eight <sighs> years of their life in the bathroom. Well. That speaks of how much deliverance we all need, amen? And how many, <laughs> as a drunkard in college, spent worshiping at the toilet bowl, praying oh. to the 
the gods of their drunkenness. And so if it has to come out that way, you know, it's fine. Just get out of your system and, you know, Mm, get the deliverance. Having flashbacks of the ever clear WAP. God of mercy <laughs> on our on. souls. Okay. That, that damages your shield. Okay, so this is where <laughs> we're going with this. This is all... Oh, so man. Because when you're in religion... Those angels messed this up. Yeah, those, thank you guys. They were amazing. Whoa. I felt the anointing pour yeah, over my whole head. I just feel like my lip is <laughs> trembling. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, when these angels flash their sword, demons die. Because their swords are physical. So just because I can, with my physical body, walk through them... Uh, it doesn't mean they're not physical. It's just that they're in an, they're in that other dimension mm-hmm. where there's realms, there's dimensions, there's worlds. They're in the real world. Literally. Mm-hmm. The eternal so, realm. Here's the thing. When a demon comes around, they're invisible, but they can still harm your physical body if they affect your spirit, uh, you know, your ruach or your nefesh. So when they influence your emotions... Or in your feelings negatively. They try to do all kinds of things to get you to sin so that they can hurt you, so they can steal and if kill. If they're authorized by the Father, they can come right into the natural realm, look like human beings, and do anything the Father commands them to do. Okay, that's written in Scripture. The Father is in the heavens, and He does anything He wants. Right, so we've seen angels can manifest, demons could possibly manifest, but when a demon is invisible, you don't want them to harm you. How do you protect... Uh, how do you protect yourself or get protection? Your guardian angels. You need to listen to your mm. guardian angels because they will tell you what to do if you can listen to them. So I just want to also plead the mm. blood of Jesus into your ears. Let the ears be unstopped. Let the blood of Jesus be in our That'll ears. That'll save you from the school of hard knocks. Yep. The path of the scholar is listening mm-hmm. and obeying your holy angels right. from God the Father's throne. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could save your life. Right. So let's say you have a good shield, Ooh. invisible. So y- your shield. I saw you, angel. Aha! Uh-huh. Whoa! I see him too. Right, that one right there. <laughs> oh, he's got the. <laughs> it was a, just a huge diamond sparkle. Yeah, I saw that. Man, yesterday. <laughs> the angelic is so heightened. The holiness <laughs> is so great in this place. <laughs> I was in a like a two-hour trance. I we got hit and tranced out so hard in the kavad. Oh man. I mean, I think you were out for four hours. I was out for like two hours or something. It was, it was a long, long time. Mm. When I came out of that trance after Joel's bar last night, there was the biggest diamond angel flash right wow. in front of me. The angel appeared in front of me like a blue diamond. It went shoop, and then poured a whole vial from my father right on my wow. head. And I got up and I'm like, oh my gosh, the energy. That was just awesome. <laughs> when that happened, he was like, oh my gosh, this just happened. I was like, I felt some rush of energy. And I heard one of the other angels in the room say, anointed for warfare yeah. and i was like amen was so i put on my uh straw hat okay. luffy armor okay so th- i gotta share this testimony so after that stuff happened all these getting whacked in the glory we were engaging in torah and so we just got fed yeah. on the spirit of the word of god because we need our shields where i got this all day word long about the we shield. listen to the scriptures right so, <laughs> so we were just uh <laughs> listening and then we were sitting down and putting it into our eyes and this is really uh, strong glory. And so I end up going into the spirit realm to have this confrontation with the local. I got confirmation from our prophet uh, Shadrach, who was also an apostle, that it was a confrontation with the principalities of Miami. Oh, yeah. And this, they literally, this was what was crazy. A couple of days before then, the Holy Spirit gave me a vision 
as I'm just sitting at my computer, that kind of a vision, and a download, he started to teach me about the energy field shield, which is the shield of faith. And it's your, each one of you, you live in your little bubble, you need that bubble to be really <laughs> strong. <laughs> and so that's your shield of faith. It's not just like a little shield like this. You might mm -hmm. see it. God might speak to you that way in vision so that you understand what he's talking about. Mm. Because if he talk to you about, you know, cosmic donuts, the stasis field, you'll be like, what? But if he says mm. that to me, I know what he's talking about. And those bubbles are in Heaven Awaits the Bride. When Anna's with Jesus, the acid of okay. the pterodactyl demons was trying to oh, yeah. pop their bubbles by spitting acid at their bubbles. Oh. So that's your armor, is, is your glory bubble. Yep, and so you got to have that full armor and you got to have that full shield strengthened at full measure, which mm. is... So I'm in this encounter and I'm literally surrounded by all these like, <laughs> they're like, it literally looked like <laughs> the fishmen from a one piece, mm. like more real, but more realistic and very sharp with spiky things all over them. From the fishmen district, the evil ones. You know, the evil ones. Not yeah. the good ones, not and the mermaids. I was so sh shocked, but I mean, you're in the middle of a battle. I have never been more thankful in my whole life for the armor of God Mermaids, because man. they had sharp um, spikes all over them. <coughs> Whoa, man. And they just were swarming me. There were so many of like them. Hordy. Yeah, like Hordy. They were the, there was one big one that was like, they literally had the jagged nose and everything. Like it had the spikes everywhere. It was worse than in the, the TV show. The most bitter demon in the show. Yeah, and, and my hands we're almost getting kind of torn up a little bit. I had some protection there, but there were so many spikes. So you're going to grab them because it's wrestling. We wrestle principalities. <coughs> oh, man. Yep. Ooh. And so as I'm wrestling, yeah, them, they're swarming that was me. last night, man. That feels like a thousand years ago. It feels like a thousand years ago. Praise God. Wow, that was God just is last so good. night. Crazy. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. And you said there's spikes everywhere. They're attacking me. Yeah, I come in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like punching them. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just seen that huge angel flash, and I was just like, it's a, we're always doing so much, you guys. So much, yeah. And so I'm trying to punch these guys out, and and I, one of the fin things, <laughs> I cracked it and broke it off of him. I broke his fin thing off and ripped it off. Water spirits. And so it was hurting my hands a little bit, but I just had to dig into the pain because if it's me or these guys, and it's not, it ain't going to be me today, you know. Not today, Satan's. Mm. And so, and I'm just doing my best. And this, the big one bit his teeth into my left arm like almost toward my shoulder mm. oh my god i was i could feel some of the pain but my armor was holding up enough mm. everywhere they were trying to hit me spike me or bite me i could feel the armor of god protecting me yeah but they did get me a little bit they just the the, the big one just sunk his teeth man wrestling principalities is no joke listen oh the, yeah that's that how paul got stoned <coughs> 13 times man. in the new testament Wrestling principalities. And so don't think, yeah. oh, well, what's wrong with you, Rebecca? Getting bit by a demon? Isn't your armor strong? Listen, Paul got stoned 13 times, buckwheat. Right. Man, you're clueless. Right, because the stuff that I'm dealing with here, th this is what God has shown me. Anytime we get breakthrough up on the mountain, the breakthrough comes through to you guys. Anytime something confronts us, uh, if we're able to head it off, like if I don't pass the test fully, it goes down and I watch everyone else get hit by that test and often they don't pass it. Mm -mm. So we're all one spirit. We're part of the body. So when we pass our test, 
if people are aligned in that canopy of Shekinah, it's much easier. I'll find they'll get a breakthrough then we immediately. we immediately transfer yep. it to the, the armies of the living God. If you're aligned, you're not in those right. enemy camps that we just talked about earlier of striving and envy, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, unrighteous judgment, all that kind of stuff. You're not respecting, you know, not honoring and respecting your spiritual authority, not being in the rank in the army. So anyway, so this thing is... Especially they're not participating uh, with the holiness available uh -huh. below, which is tithing. Yeah. Truth anyhow. So I'm duking it out with these. They just kept swarming. I was like, there's so many of them. Like, this is crazy. And so I, I come back into my body and I can still feel the spikes. You know, I can feel. I was like, oh, crap. When you have, when your invisible body gets some damage, which is going to ha probably happen if you go to war. The sooner you heal your invisible mm. spirit body, because just like the angel over here, he holds his sword. It's physical. Yeah. Right, this is physical in this physical realm, it's in this natural it's realm. It's monoatomic. Yep. Their swords are physical. It's just in another dimension. Well, you're, we are multidimensional beings. We're made in the image in, of God. So if you don't take care of, if you take care of your body, but not your spirit or your soul, what's going to happen to you? You're not going to be balanced. Most people these days, you understand, mind, body, spirit, soul, take care of the whole package. Mm. you got to take care of all of you. You're not just a piece of meat walking around you take care of the whole, like a whole lot of <laughs> you with circumcision yeah that's the only so, thing that takes care of us wisdom for warriors if your invisible body does get damaged or they pierce through you know a part of the arm or something happens which you know it happens if you're if you're going to war and you're in a battle there's a chance you might get some scratches you might get some dings you know something a k-bar in your thigh I actually did have one time where I was pierced th through a spear, was pierced all the way through my belly of my inner man. All I walked around for over a year, impaled physically in my invisible inner man. My dad had a bayonet from a Viet Cong <laughs> go through his leg and come out the oh other God. side. And he had to pull it out. That was the worst part. Okay. I actually had help from somebody help me pull it out <laughs> after I'd been walking around for like a year, year and a half with it. It just kind of sealed up. You know, your 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 spirit man is a lot more hardy than your physical body. Like angels don't, uh, they, they angels bleed, demons can bleed, but it's not the same as with your physical body. Like your inner spirit man, it bleeds when you get hurt, when you you take damage. But it's a different substance in your physical body. With congealed congealed light is physical blood, right? It's that. Uh, it's uncongealed light, but you still can take damage and you still need healing. You need to heal in your spirit. You need to heal in your soul or your souls, and you need to heal in your body. Oftentimes when there's a problem in the body, it's because you took damage in an invisible part of you. It can trickle through and get to your body and manifest in the physical realm eventually. And it might manifest as like an accident happening or some weird thing happening or just something out of the blue. It's because there was a physical invisible war that was going on and once things are kind of like there's a time delay usually so you have some time to intercede and to heal but then once it manifests in the physical it's going to reflect what happened or you know some of the damages so what it's important if your invisible man takes damage mm. to heal what's the best way to do that bible spa engaging in torah yep and that's exactly what we did last night Yep. And we got healed up, and yep. it's like seven times greater glory today. Amen. And so we're talking about one piece. After all that stuff happened, and then, 
you know, I, I come up like punching and tearing and ripping things off. And I, as I was in the encounter, I was using the blood of Jesus in specific ways to strengthen my armor. And also to pray, you know, for the ears, because what those kind of spirits want to do is block up your ears so that mm -hmm. you can't hear the instruction of the holy angels or the instructions of God. So be playing the blood over your armor, your shield, your ears, your eyes, your senses. And just do that because it's going to help you in the battle. So I'm walking in there, like punching and ripping things off. I can still kind of feel <laughs> it. And that's why I come in. Hey, I need some backup. <laughs> Give me some help over here. But uh, it, so and it was good. Uh, but we the next day after everything kind of cleared up, we watched One Piece, this show. And you have to understand, like, a lot of movies are prophetic. Like, people say, oh, my gosh, The Simpsons foretold the future so many times yeah they why does stuff happen Trump's like that presidency why why does stuff happen like that a lot of stuff is prophetic when people are inspired with creativity they're often inspired either from the clippeth or from the rungs of the sephra of god's kingdom and oftentimes it's a mixture of both and just depending on who they were listening to at the time when they made the art when they made the storyline growing in christ yep so some shows are really anointed and have a lot of prophecy in them and a lot of mystical truths, especially when the authors know about a little bit of Kabbalah. Yeah. Because they understand, you know, the way things work. And all prophecy comes down through uh, the Sephiroth. And Christians need so much wisdom about Kabbalah. Yeah. You hear about non-Christians practicing Kabbalah, you immediately think, warlock. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It's not. A lot of the Jews are detest the abuse of Kabbalah mm -hmm. in any form apart from true holiness mm -hmm. in the Holy Spirit. And guys, that is the mass majority of Kabbalists in the world. It's only the minority of mm -hmm. Kabbalists that have used Kabbalah for the fallen angels. It's like that one. It's the minority. It's that like and they top just ruin elite the whole percent. thing. Those yeah. top elite percent. It's that the one percenters. World. Yeah. Most Kabbalists are actually holy Jews that love Messiah, but don't know his name is Jesus. But they walk in a lot more holiness and integrity and righteousness than Christians. And that's the truth anyhow. Yeah, they know how to beat the evil impulse out of their nature using the Torah, the Torah scroll. They engage in Torah until it literally, you drag that thing to Torah until it's obliterated because it works. The word of God works. And, you know, what are they waiting for? They're just waiting for a Messiah to save them, just like... They're waiting for the fullness of the Gentiles, Romans 11 says, to demonstrate that we have the Messiah's Kabbalah mm -hmm. to actually govern the sun, moon, and stars given to Torah to the Jews better than they are currently doing because they need all mm -hmm. the help they can get, okay? We're not here to condemn mm -hmm. all Jews as the synagogue of Satan. We're here to re-engraft them in Romans 11. It is written... And really, the, when the time of the Gentiles comes to an end, all mm -hmm. Israel will be saved, which means it'll be only those in Jacob, the mm -hmm. son, that, re that retain salvation and mm -hmm. remain in this universe. Everyone else will be obliterated into the lake of fire. And every real Jew knows that's what Messiah means. And mm -hmm. Jesus Christ says that in Revelation. Amen. I want to talk a little bit more about the One Piece Revelations because... Love that TV show. I know some of you guys watch it. We enjoy the animated version uh, the most. There's a lot of revelation in that show, so we like to watch it. Uh, but when I was having that wrestling match uh, with those spirits, those principalities, those water principalities of Miami, 
and you know thank god for the armor of god and it was like a wrestling and a punching match and a trying to break their fins they were trying to crush my armor you know going back and forth like that i remember in these different encounters thinking i can't let these things touch our people mm. if I, if it's this hard for me right. in like my heights what i have right now in kabbalah I cannot imagine any one of our people having... I don't want anyone to have to fight. He doesn't allow the fight. nursery to face this stuff. He's right. a good father. Yep. But if this stuff uh, were to go into the nursery, it would kill, it would kill every everyone. single infant in Christ. And you need mm -hmm. to understand that. And I know what kind of level this is because there is only just a couple of people that can even pray to help me. Uh, no one's prayers even really touch... Can't even touch them. They don't go up that high. Right? You know... Get, you want to help? Get the circumcisions, go to, up yeah. the rungs. Learn how to pray. And make sure your holy angels yep. give you two or three signs each rung mm -hmm. and you jump. And don't delay after they give you the signs. Don't just wander around on that mm -hmm. rung. You go up to your father rung by mm -hmm. rung, glory to glory. Except not you guys on Geva right now. You need a little more time. So don't, I <laughs> don't, don't jump the gun. Hold your horses. Yep. Get All those right. confirmations. Yep. All right, I just saw a little angel flash over here. He's, <laughs> they understand. Gevra is a little jumpy. It's a little different. It's a lot different than Tiferet. If it, it's, it can make you uncomfortable, but it's, it's a good thing. Just All right, let it that, do its that work. That leads perfectly one, into oh, this. Okay, okay you fi go finish. Okay, okay. So, because I want to tell, because One Piece, so we put the cartoon on. <laughs> and I was so excited to watch the show. And literally, the episode we watched was exactly replaying what happened in the encounter. He was fighting a fishman that had the jagged nose and the spike and the fin that he broke. I'm like, that is what happened yesterday. Mm, yep. And he sunk his teeth on the left side of his arm in the exact same place that mm. they got me the day before. I was tripping out. You should have seen me. I was like, are you serious? And he was, he was bleeding. And I was just like... There was so much revelation, and his his adamant stance was, "I'm not gonna let you hurt my friends," mm -hmm. and I felt that. And so, the, I great the, love for the body of Christ. And the girl, and I remember, like, was it like the mermaid princess who was just like, "No, like, aren't you hurt? You're bleeding," and then he was just like, "It doesn't matter. Like, this is what I have to do, because if this thing gets let loose." What's going to happen? He won't have any gonna, friends. Yeah. Right, exactly. Everyone was going to, people were going to die. And Others, it was all the Noah Ark. Yeah. It, all that. They're like, how. That zeal, cool. that inspiration is that value for others more than yourself. Right. So I don't mind. I don't mind a little. Uh, that anointing blood. is infinite if you get to that level. Yeah. So, but it was cool because, okay, so, and then it has to do with Brandon's outfit. Okay. <laughs> because this is really special why he's wearing this outfit today is mm. he has a ninth week red rose soul i kept this a secret uh-huh oh it, it made my whole day there was a scene that i mean it's so and i surprised so her glorious? earlier with it yeah i got the whole thing the shorts I'm, and the pants we'll made do my a, whole a photo day. shoot later for made you guys. my whole day anyway it just <laughs> whacked me with so much joy it was so glorious so when you get to the ninth week of cosmic righteousness so you go up the world if you're not sure what this stuff is take the master class and you'll get up to date up to speed on that but uh, in the show, it's the prophetic show, One Piece. When I was watching and listening to it, like back when we were in Minneapolis, like some months back, before I had those, uh, yep. before I really understood we what they were. We did a teaching at Jules We Bar. did teaching, yeah, all, yep. all on One Piece. Yep. We were watching the show, and when I count, I was like, wait a minute, I got the Holy Ghost highlight, count the members. And at that time, there were seven. And I was like, whoa, seven, okay, there's something here. 
So I started writing it down and mapping it out and just meditating on what are you trying to tell me, Lord? And then all of a sudden, I was like transported and I was climbing the lattice of the climbing roses uh, outside the father's, you know, on the father's palace. And he was standing at the balcony of that 10th week uh, looking over. And I was like, I, I saw him. It was so crazy. Like the mirrored dimension, like water. It was like water. It was like mirror. It was like, it was so crazy. And he was just looking down and I was looking and it was only a couple of levels below. I think it was like two worlds below at that time. I had mm. some, it was only, a, I was like, I was like, I'm almost there, you know, I'm coming. And uh, with the rose garden and that's where you get the rose souls. And mm -hmm. I just, oh, it was so crazy. The first time I really had seen his face when I started my journey in cosmic righteousness, I saw his back, and, you know, because I couldn't see his face. He, you know, I can't show you my face, but here's my back, and here's he showed me the Sephiroth. I heard his voice of many waters like thunder, and he was saying all this stuff, and he showed me, and it was exactly like what he'd shown me with the Holy Ghost highlights when I had put it in my journal. So I knew, like, whoa, this is it. Because I was almost going to abandon it because there was so much opposition, like, maybe I'm wrong, you know. Because... Uh, I'm willing to admit if, you know, I, I can, if there's additional information uh, or revelation and I have to correct something, then that could happen. So I was open to the idea of, yeah, I'm open to the idea that I could totally be deceived, but I put it on the altar and I said, you know what, God, you're just going to have to let me know. Otherwise, like, I just, I got to know, I got to hear from yeah. you directly because why is this warfare, why is so, this warfare horrendous? so horrendous, right? And so he literally caught me up into heaven and he showed me above the cloud, like literally I saw the father in his hair, his cool, like his robe things, like the clouds and the, the top of the Sephiroth there mm. in heaven. And that's when I saw his back. And then that's, so that's Genesis, the generations of the Sephiroth. Like, oh, here's the whole realm. I don't want to go too much into that. Or I'll just be out of my mind, caught up in the, mm. in those realms. And it's, a, those are great realms to go into. Uh, but to see his face climbing the balcony and then all this revelation of the souls and the names like the names of god the the menorah lamp the revolutions of the sun and the moon that all came from me just having a good time watching this prophetic tv show and then meditating on the things of god and then he showed me in the scriptures the five loaves the two fish how that corresponds how that corresponds with the compassion of god and the names of god and it was just like mind blowing. And it was like just the greatest. And I felt so unworthy of receiving these revelations. The spirit of the sovereign Lord, which mm. means he is communicating and teaching you through mm. everything above, below and around you. That's what the spirit of the sovereign Lord means from scripture. Amen. And so when I mapped out those souls, who they are in the show, uh, the ninth week soul, which is the sixth soul, that's the main character, Luffy, Luffy, who's the big fighter. That's the red rose soul. Yep, that's the red rose soul. And that has to do with the blood of Jesus. It's really about like the, having that part of Jesus. And why is it the big fighter? He's the one who came in the flesh and dealt with all the terrible, nasty stuff. Mm. He became sin who knew no it sin. It corresponds to Isaac and Gevra. Mm. Yeah, all that red, yeah, the judgment. So he took all that judgment upon himself. So he brings a judgment. Why he took it all upon himself. Mm. And he rose from the grave. He did all that... He dealt with, he got in the trenches and he dealt with it. He's a fighter. And so when you have a piece of his soul, oh, it's a fighter. And this, so when I got my uh, red rose soul, I had the, the Google translation of my tongues when I was speaking in tongues. 
and it translated it said rubber girl and i was like what because if you if you see that red rose soul your your reach goes down the worlds but the seventh rose soul it's kind of it's more of like infinite reach mm. at the top of the 10th world it's more like infinite reach but the your reach is is really strong and goes very far in the red rose soul on top of that, I, the Holy Ghost highlight was download Pokemon Go, and I'm not ever playing that. I haven't played that in, like, years since it was popular. And so when I opened up my phone, <laughs> I downloaded Pokemon Go just to see what was around us, and it gave me options for my uh, person, what they wanted to wear, and it gave me a straw hat. <laughs> and I, it was, like, at the same time, and I was like, what? And then I had another Google Translate of my tongues that said, what is a straw hat? Mm. And I was like, well, this is a mystery. It's, God is like that. He's like playing with his kids in a revelatory way to give you understanding and a fun thing. You know, why does he do things like that? Because he loves, he loves us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if you're playing with your child and, you know, you're communicating them in love. And so it, and it's fun. It's revelatory. It got me into the deeper things of God and was able to bring forth revelation because if we didn't have revelation about these souls or these higher realms, we wouldn't even go there because we wouldn't know about it. We, you know, you just go up and like, I yeah. guess that's it. You know? And you're mapping it out. Yeah. You know, just like the map writer in the show. Yeah, the navigator. Yep. And which also that uh, represents the neshama soul, you know, the nav- cosmic navigation. You're going to need a neshama to go the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And so that was so cool. All those confirmations about that soul. So when Brandon got his red rose soul recently, I was like, oh yeah, that's the fighter. That's, you know, the Luffy, oh, you the know. upgrades are wonderful. The, I was like, you're a rubber man now. And it's, it's <laughs> like strength from peace that I could have never ima- imagined in, you know, 18 years down below in the spirit of Elijah in the earth, just getting beat up by Jezebel in the valley, constantly attacked, constantly persecuted, constantly betrayed, Uh, You can't even imagine the success of the full armory of God that awaits you in the higher rungs. When down on the earth, I mean, you're getting beat up. It's like Apostle Paul. You're getting constantly stoned, constantly shipwrecked. Paul needed to ascend Jacob's ladder. The apostles of the first century needed to ascend. And they began to look into it a little bit, but it wasn't for their generation. For Bob Jones saw all the prophets, and they thought, what was going to happen in our day was going to happen in theirs. And they opened their shoe boxes and they were empty. But in those born in 1981 and afterwards, when we open our shoe boxes, guess what's in them? Moon boots. That's what was in the Bob Jones Sands of Time prophecy in the shoe boxes. All moon boots, meaning you're going to learn to live in the heavenlies permanently. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> if you love the show One Piece, what better way to enjoy it? Then getting the revelation, you can go and watch the masterclass and watch that episode and get the revelation of what those characters actually mean. And it just gives it a depth to the to the show. But but even better than that, go up the Sephiroth, mm-hmm. get the circumcisions rung by rung, take the masterclass, take the school of the Magi, and go get you a rose soul. I prepared this for today. Oh, nice. The seven supernal shepherds. And you can take a screenshot of that. Malkut which means kingship, corresponding to David. Yesod, meaning foundation, corresponding to Joseph. Yesod is the moon, Malkut is the earth. Had, Mercury, meaning splendor in Hebrew, corresponding to Aaron. Netza means victory, endurance, 
Moshi, which means Moses. Netza is Venus, Tiferet, beauty, harmony, truth, Jacob, Jacob, Israel. Tiferet is the sun. And then we have Gevra, which means strength in Hebrew, restraint also in Hebrew, and that's Yitzhak, which is Isaac. And then Hesed, loving kindness. Hesed is Jupiter, mm -hmm. which corresponds to the supernal shepherd of Abraham. Just had to give you a little mm. Kabbalah. She always makes the slideshows. I wanted to make one today. That was really and pretty. Surprise her. Isn't that beautiful? That was All really right. beautiful. As I told her I had a surprise for uh -huh, her today. Oh, yeah. That was it. It was so pretty. <laughs> I love that. The seven supernal shepherds. Amen. Oh, it's glorious. Glory. God bless it. you guys. Thanks for watching tonight. And it's a new season, obviously, with the new set and the upgrades. Thank you for mm. participating with the great cloud of witnesses in Mount Zion. We pray you all make progress on the mountain of the Lord through the circumcisions of your heart and mind and the glory of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ and God the Father would elevate you into new dimensions you know not of. Amen. We'll Amen. see you guys tomorrow. See you. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests and beloved supporters, today I stand before you with a heart filled with gratitude and a vision illuminated by faith. We are gathered here not just as individuals, but as a collective force with a shared purpose to extend a hand of abundance, to bring forth prosperity, and to manifest the heavenly realities in our world. As we embark on this journey together, I am reminded of the words of Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, which says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. It is through our acts of honoring and abundance that we have the opportunity to make a tangible difference in the lives of those around us. RLM TV's missions are not confined by geographical boundaries. From the bustling streets of Florida to the sprawling landscapes of America, from the vibrant city of Nairobi, Kenya, to the farthest reaches of the globe, our mission knows no limits. We are driven by a commitment to serve, a commitment rooted in the teachings of Matthew 6.33, where it is proclaimed, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. With your support, we have the power to manifest abundance, to uplift communities, to sow seeds of prosperity that will yield a harvest of blessings for generations to come. Your generosity is not merely a financial transaction. It is an investment in the heavenly realities, an investment in the embetterment of our world. In the book of Malachi 3.10, we are reminded that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. Let us therefore open the floodgates of heaven with our giving with the overflow of our hearts, and with the promise of a more than enough abundance. Today I humbly ask you to join us on this noble journey. Your contributions will enable us to continue this vital work, to reach even further, to serve more, and to manifest the heavenly realities around the world. 
As you open your hearts and your hands in generosity, may you be blessed abundantly, not just in material wealth, but in the riches of glory, in the joy of giving, and in the knowledge that you have co-created in the building of the kingdom of heaven on earth. As our Jewish sages taught, tithing is the holiness available below. And as our Master Jesus the Christ proclaimed, give and it will be given back to you, good measurements that overflow. Together, let us be the agents of change that our world so desperately needs. Together, let us be the vessels of prosperity that bring forth the heavenly realities. Together, let us make miracles happen. Thank you from the depths of my heart for your unwavering support and your boundless generosity. May the fruitful abundance of heaven overflow in your life. God bless you. Amen.